This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Parenting Daily, Episode 90, Raising Emotionally Healthy Kids, Part 2 by Shana Olmsted of shanaolmsted.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OPD, the podcast where I, your host, Greg Audino, read to you from some of the best parenting content out there. Now, in today's post, we'll be discussing parental relationships as we look into part two of a post whose first part we read back in episode 51, actually, a while ago now. Raising emotionally healthy kids is hugely important, obviously, so... If you want to learn as much as you can from Shana, go ahead and listen to episode 51 to preface this one. But once you're all caught up, or if you are already, let's get into her second part as we optimize your life. Raising Emotionally Healthy Kids, Part 2, by Shana Olmsted of shanaolmsted.com. Doing your own work around your kids is really the most important part of parenting. They are a reflection, a mirror, a teacher for us, and whatever you are seeing in them is a reminder to go deeper and do your own internal work. It's not about changing them or making them understand or punishing them. It's attuning to their own powerful divine energy and communicating with their soul on that level. We all chose each other in this experience of being humans having a spiritual experience. We chose our children, and our children chose us, to learn and grow and evolve together. A few more ways to continue on from last post about how to help our children remember the powerful, creative, intuitive beings they truly are, and to help them understand and express their emotions are Number 1. Do your own work. There is a big difference between an unconscious in-the-moment reaction and a mindful, conscious response. When we as parents get triggered by our children, it's still never about them. It's not personal. They are just doing their best to get their needs met in this world. It's always our job as parents to rise above and stay calm, mindful, and attuned to their emotions, to model peaceful presence for them rather than to try to force them into it. When you feel triggered in the moment, pause, take a deep breath, and remind yourself that your lovely, sometimes annoying child is there to teach you patience, compassion, and unconditional love. Number two, no pressure. I hear often from clients that they feel pressured by their parents to go into a career path growing up. Then they did, without being clear on their own feelings about it, and end up feeling unhappy, unfulfilled, and hopeless about changing course in their life. Their parents generally had good intentions. They wanted their children to be successful, happy, and most of all, safe, so they don't have to worry about them. The problem is that this unconscious pressure placed on their children contributed to them being disconnected to their own small internal voice that whispered something like, I want to be an artist, or, 
What if I don't care about success the way my parents do? As a parent, it's natural to want the best for our kids. When you become aware of any tendency to pressure your child to follow your agenda instead of their own natural inclination, pause, place your hand on your heart, and remind yourself to trust. Trust that your child is a wise, intuitive being. Trust that helping them to follow their own internal compass instead of yours will lead them to a much happier and more fulfilled life in the long term. Of course, this doesn't mean to let them eat candy for three meals a day or to not brush their teeth. Kids need guidance. It does mean to notice when you are pressuring them out of your own fear and stopping, to allow them to feel trusted by you and to trust themselves. Number three, don't worry. I mean, this is kind of impossible, I know. It's natural to worry about our kids. It means we care and want them to be safe. The problem with this is that worry is actually sending a stream of negative subatomic particles to our children. It doesn't help, at all. This is something we all need to be reminding ourselves of all day long, because our lovely brains really want to make sure our children are okay. To help with this, instead of worrying about them, a much better way of helping them is to imagine them being happy and successful, to send them positive energy and love, to visualize the positive outcome you want for them. This sends a lovely stream of positive subatomic particles to them, helping them move in a positive direction. When children feel that you know things are going to be okay, it relaxes their energy. When you worry, they worry. When you trust, they trust. Your children, just like all of us, are always surrounded by angels, guides, and loving source energy that always wants the best for them. There's nothing to fear. Number four, model healthy emotional expression. I hear all the time from parents that they want their kids to tell them how they feel, but the parent doesn't even know how they feel themselves or how to express it. In order to help our kids talk about their feelings, we have to do it too. This doesn't mean to go overboard or to have your kids take care of you emotionally. It does mean to let them know when you have feelings so that they learn that it's normal and healthy to talk about their own feelings. Number five, help them express their feelings. As you improve on expressing your feelings, it's also important to help your children express theirs. This means normalizing emotional discussions early on so that they understand that there's nothing weird or scary about talking about their feelings. It means asking them often how they feel and curiously mind-reading for them if they have difficulty accessing their feelings. Instead of avoiding an emotional discussion, instead, asking something like, if that happened to me, I might feel sad, mad, frustrated, angry, scared. Is that how you feel? Kids don't always have the language for how they feel, so it's very important to help them find the words and let the feelings out of their bodies. I hope these tips were helpful. Have fun raising your beautiful, emotionally healthy children. You just listened to the post titled, Raising Emotionally Healthy Kids Part 2 by Shana Olmstead of shanaolmstead.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you so much to Shana for sharing with us today. 
One really interesting point made in her article is something I've been reading about a lot lately myself, and that is the way we try to protect our children by guiding them along certain paths and the after-effects of children ignoring their own voices in this matter. While this is very well-intentioned, it's important to realize the risk involved in encouraging our children to rely on us too much when it comes to ideas like this. The more children commit to being under this kind of guidance from their parents, the more susceptible they become to being attached to it. And when this happens, not only can children develop unhealthy expectations on their parents to provide for them in one way or another, but because they subconsciously see this as a lifeline of sorts, anything that opposes the ideas shared by parents are seen as risks. Unfortunately, many of these ideas come from within, that inner voice that Shana was talking about. In many cases, this leads to self-hatred, as that inner voice never goes away, and it regularly expresses the ideas you have for yourself, contrasting ideas set out by parents. It's really important to instill balance in your children in this way, allowing them to explore their own ideas and whatever mistakes may come from them, in addition, of course, to offering support and guidance when it's right. That's all for today, though, everyone. Thanks so much for being here with me, and I hope you'll be back again tomorrow for another show, another great parenting post, and where your optimal life awaits.